Have you ever found yourself so overwhelmed with the endless tasks and responsibilities and fires to put out that it actually prevents you from focusing on the money-making activities you have to focus on as a producer? If that is you and that resonates, stay tuned because that's the topic we're diving into in this episode of the Preeminent Producer Podcast. Are you a commercial insurance producer struggling to stand out from the competition? Do you find it challenging to grow your book of business and create a fulfilling career? If so, then welcome to the Preeminent Producer Podcast. Each week, we'll be tackling important topics, sharing proven strategies and insights from successful producers that are in the trenches and have traveled the journey to becoming a preeminent producer. You'll discover what it really takes to become preeminent and build your book of business in a way that isn't being taught anywhere else. Our hosts are experts in the field and have built thriving businesses by becoming the most trusted advisor to their clients. Welcome to your journey to becoming a preeminent producer. Let's dive in. So Rick, what what would you say to a producer uh, who is struggling to actually not only produce, but just feels overwhelmed with the endless tasks? He feels like he's stuck in this hamster wheel of death. He's not... Uh, able or feels at least not able to focus on closing and and building the book of business. There's too many other things going on in the day. What would you say to a producer who is feeling that overwhelm? That's that's a really good question, Paul. And I, I think you know new producers struggle with so many things, and one of the things they struggle with is time management because there is so much to do. They're drinking from a fire hose. They're trying to learn the industry. They're trying to put business on the books. They're worried about, you know, new producers aren't making an awful lot of money yet. So there's a lot of stuff going on for a new producer. And in a lot of agencies, there is not really a good accountability system that's built in that helps the producer do what they're supposed to do. Now, if you're in a large agency and you have a sales manager whose duty it is is to sit on you, that's really very helpful. I know that sounds onerous. You don't want somebody sitting on you. But for new producers, believe me, time management, things that you need to do are critically, critically important. I think it's, it probably starts, Paul, with owning your calendar. In other words, know what you need to do, prioritize what you need to do, and then schedule appointments on your calendar to do something. Example, I'm supposed to make cold calls Tuesday at two o'clock from two to three o'clock cold calls. Um, my golly, that's what you do. You own your calendar. You see that appointment come up. And I know a lot of people don't like to make cold calls. It's kind of a way of the industry. That's what a lot of us had to do and have to do. So you've got to get over the temptation of, well, I know I've got cold calls scheduled but really, I need to do something for a client that really could be done by somebody else. And, and that now we get back to another topic of money-making activities. So produ young producers, let's complicate your day with something else, which is really when you're, you're putting your to-do list for the day or the week down there, after each one of these, you need to sit there and say, is this a money-making activity? Is cold calling a money-making activity? Yes is calling a client because they wanted to add a vehicle, a money-making activity. No, it is not. That is a support person position, and that's something you shouldn't be doing. 
Is taking a claims report money-making activity? No. Is studying uh, an insurance manual um, to gather more education, is that money-making activity? No, not between nine and five. In the evening, that's where you spend that time. But your time, you really, really need to manage your time really well. And I think, Paul, as I just kind of ramble on here, this is the hardest thing for young producers to do. And um, because in a lot of agencies, there's no accountability. In other words, all of a sudden, I've been in a job, not a career, but a job where I could just go, I could leave the office. I could go drive around. I could go goof. I could go get a cup of coffee. And you can. And then there's a day of reckoning for that. And the next thing you know, you haven't produced business and, and you lose your job. In a career, you've got to look at this as a career. And, and what do I need to do to succeed? And what I need to do is own my calendar, put those very important money-making activities on my calendar, and live your calendar religiously. And I know we had a, we had a producer here that would do drops. And... Uh, this guy would hyperventilate if he couldn't do drops. I mean, he would just, I got to do drops. I, you know, I, I got to get out of here. And, and that's the mentality you have to do. You've got to find those money-making activities. You have to stick to them and, and, and really, really manage your time well. Is it one of those things when it comes to, because I, I know when someone gets overwhelmed, tasks, to-dos, calendars, Sometimes it all starts to blur together and they just start pushing things and adjusting things and doing the easy thing. Uh, yeah. And there may be an internal issue going on, too, of maybe a, a fear of failure or whatever, you know, those types of things or a fear of rejection on a cold call or whatever it might sure. be. But do you look at that calendar? What goes on that calendar is this is a non-negotiable. These, you know, the, the tasks that are the things that go on there. These are the money making activities. So these are the non-negotiables. They have to be done. They must be done. Exactly. If you're going to succeed in this business, you have to get used to looking at the 10 things that you need to do today or whatever that number is. You need to take the toughest, hardest thing. And I know you don't want to do it. You got to put it as number one. You know, you, you just have to do that. And that builds muscle. That's wow. I got that thing out of the way. I know for me still, if I've got some nasty thing to do and I, I allot 45 minutes to do it, and most times it's over in 15 minutes. It's not the big hairy monster that I thought it was, but it's it's prioritizing your day and really asking yourself all the time, is this a money-making activity? Is this something that I could do tonight? Could I read that tonight? Is this something I could delegate to somebody else? Hopefully somebody else who's in a support position. And your agency may not be set up that way yet, but you need to work with whoever owns the agency whoever your manager is, and have real discussions about, I need, you know, you hired me to bring revenue in here. You hired me to bring revenue in the front door. That's my job. And that's what I want to be good at. So what I'm really good at is that. What I'm really bad at is taking a claims report, which doesn't generate us any money. I, I, I you know, you may need to sit down with, and I, and I know this could be a tough conversation. You need to sit down with the owner of the agency and say, I need to be involved in money-making activities. You know, I'm a sales guy. I'm a sales gal. Uh, everything else has to go by the wayside. And then you need to back it up. If they're going to say, okay, yeah, we're going to structure around you to go out and sell 
You better go out and sell. You better own your calendar. You better do those things that you need to do. We were talking earlier. This is a marathon, not a sprint. I mean, you're 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 not gonna you're not going to do in one year what it takes most producers to do in three. It's a very complicated industry. There's a lot to learn. There is. You said eating. Uh, or, uh, what did you say? You said uh, d- addressing or facing the ugly thing first. It reminds me of. I think it's a book title. But have you ever read it? The it was, I think it's eating the frog first or eat eat the frog first or something. I, yeah, I think I did. Yeah, yeah. I think same concept there. Um, as far as let's say this owning the calendar thing and, and really focus on the money making activities. Do you find or have you found it easy to start to confuse what? money-making activities really are versus just the other things because, oh, well, servicing a customer. Yeah. I mean, isn't, isn't that money or, but it's money you've already gotten, you know, there, there's these weird ways of looking at it. So how do you identify uh, what, what would be like a list of things? Hey, these are the things that are the money-making activities. Yeah. Well, first of all, don't, don't lie to yourself. You know, when, when you're scheduling these appointments on your calendar, so what, what our job is, and, and, I, and I remember an old coach that I, I use, the prime directive of what we're supposed to do is obtain and retain business. That's what we do. You know, we go out and obtain business, which means I open relationships. I make telephone calls. And these are relationships that uh, are prospects of mine. And I work my prospect list religiously every week, all the time, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. It's tough to prospect on Monday. Sometimes it's actually okay to do it on Friday, but I'm going to hit it really hard Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. You know, if you're a new producer, how much of your time really should be in generating new business? Well, you really don't have anything else to do. These producers will say, yeah, I spend three hours a week on new business. Are you kidding me? You should be spending three hours a day. You should be spending almost every waking moment that you have. And don't kid yourself on money-making activities. Um, taking a claim is not a money-making activity. Taking information for a client's certificate of insurance is not a money-making activity. Having a meeting with your staff is not a money-making activity. Those are those are money-losing activities. So you've really got to, to get in your head, what is it that you do that makes money? You open new relationships, you research people who are great prospects for you. And by the way, that research is done at night, not between nine and five. You do that at night. That's when you're going on LinkedIn. That's where you're Googling people. That's where you're learning. Is this really a good prospect for me? Um, and, And you're learning about their company. So during the day, you're making the phone calls, you're scheduling lunches, you're out in the community, you're joining boards, you're doing whatever you can do to make you known in the community. I try to get everybody to know who I am and what I do. And I think that's a money-making activity. Opening up new relationships is a money-making activity. Try to try to open up one new relationship per week. And I mean, this is not through cold calls. This is through social activities, whatever. I want to have a lunch with somebody once a week that is a new relationship for me. They may be a good prospect or they may be a good center of influence. Makes sense. Makes sense. It's constantly marketing yourself. It's constantly reaching out in the community. You've got to be a person who really loves to interact with people and you need to to sharpen those skills and you need to be genuine about it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's say you've identified those money-making activities and you got them in the calendar and you got your, your time chunks devoted to certain activities and so forth. 
what do you do when the onslaught of all these other things keep popping up, whether they're emergencies, um, uh, customer or clients wanting something, what, whatever it may be like, what, what do you do when okay. all this other stuff is still piling up? Okay. I think what you really need to do is sit down with the people in your agency first and foremost and define roles. It's probably the most critical thing you can do. It's okay. Uh, I've got Laura here on my team and D on my team. Now let's make me a brand new producer, a fledgling producer. And I have access to Jane and I have access to Ralph. They're some of the support people. I want to sit down with both of them and say, okay, let's define the roles of what we, what you guys do, especially you new producers. What do your support people do? Well, I know when I did that originally, they said, Rick, we don't want you taking claim reports because you're terrible at it. We don't want you to take an auto change because all you want to know is what the color of the vehicle is and how fast does it go. You know, We don't really need that kind of thing, Gregson, so get out of that stuff. But define your role so uh, my staff, because I've been working with them long enough, will kick me out of their roles. Why are you doing this? This is my job. You get the hell out of here and you sell insurance. That's your job. So, but you have a, you have to have a clear understanding of what a service person does and what a producer does. And you need to be a delegator. So if you're a control freak, you've got to learn how to delegate. You've got to learn the difference between sales and service. Don't hide in service because for new producers, I'll tell you the other thing, it feels good to be busy. It feels good to be busy. You know, you see all these other producers around the agency and they're busy doing a lot of stuff. We don't have a lot of clients yet, but you don't want to just sit here and twiddle your thumbs and you don't want to make cold calls for eight hours. So you stray into service because it feels good. It's busy. And, oh, I'm servicing my clients. You don't want to service your clients. That's what a support team is for. But you have to have a clear understanding of what their roles are. And then you have to stay in your lane. And, and they have to stay in their lane, too. And, and you might even say, if you want to succeed in this career, you say to your team, when I start straying into your, your lane, you kick me out. You remind me that this is not a money-making activity for a producer. You, you know, I've had, those, I've had people have those conversations with me before going, Rick, get out of here. This is not what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to go out and make money so we can all have pay raises. <laughs> I think it's good advice. Stay in your lane. Stay in Stay your lane. lane. It really is. No, and know what everybody's lane is. Who's in lane number one? Who's in lane number two? Who's in lane number three? And those lines shouldn't blur. Now, every now and then, do you get called in to help somebody on your team? Of course. Yeah, uh, you do. Where uh, I'll have team meetings and and somebody needs help and, and we all work that out together. Um, those meetings are brief. They happen on Monday and Friday. And the reason they do that is... I don't want to mess them up during the week. There's nothing a support person hates more than me walking into their workspace and going, oh, hey, I got a question about a client. They have to get out of the screen that they're in. They, have to, you know, they hate that. So by having a team meeting briefly Monday morning and then again Friday morning, we get to have we have a discussion of what's going on this week. What do they need from me? What do I need from them? This is part of owning calendars as well. And they'll say, Rick, we need the following things from you. Um, it's on a Monday meeting this week. Okay. I need the following things from them to get me ready to get through the week. And Friday, we sort of debrief. How did the week go? 
what what who fell short what do we need does anybody need help and then we get ready to play the game again on monday and that in those meetings we can also remind each other of what our roles are let's redefine these roles and let's stick to them i remember you saying something a long time ago and i don't know if you guys still do this or not but God, i hope you... it was something smart paul that i said <laughs> i think it was i think it was oh you... good it was, it was quite a while ago, but you said um, you and your agency would have Mondays and Fridays having a game on, game off meeting. It was something along those lines. And, and I'm curious, is that related to what, what we're talking about as far as staying focused, owning the calendar? So on game on, is that to get everyone on the same page yeah, everyone knows their lane, so to speak, right? They know what lanes are supposed to be in, yep. and then Friday is a debrief to review: Did we win this week? Or, am I or am I taking that out of context? What, what was no. that like? No, you're right. That's kind of what I was talking about. So our team meetings happen every Monday morning at um, I think we're at ten o'clock, and that's where I bring. They have my calendar. I bring my calendar in with Laura and Dee, and we go through my calendar, and we're we're figuring out what's on my schedule this week. What do I need from them to get ready to play the game this week? So we try to have as many meetings as we can on Monday because Monday is a bad day to go out and see a client. They're doing stuff too. So we have all, we, I try to have all the internal meetings I possibly can and just destroy Monday and instead of destroying every other day. And then we try to, to, to save time between, let's say, 10 and 4 for client meetings. Those are, the, those are money-making activities. So Monday, it's getting ready to play the game. And what do I need from them? What do they need from me to get me ready for the week? I need whatever. And, and yeah, those meetings last about 30 minutes. They move right along. Friday is a little more casual. And it's along the lines of what are you doing this weekend? Because I'm building relationships with my team. That's another very, very important thing. They know me. I know them. And it's very important. But then we debrief the week. It's sort of like, okay, any surprises? Because you know, since I'm not taking policy changes, since I'm not interacting with clients on service requests, I don't know what's going on. So did anything important happen that I need to know about? And that's where they're, they're, uh, they're going to go ahead and fill me in on that. So if I send them an email, and, and this will come as no surprise to many of you if you see how gray my beard is, I'm old school. So if I send them an email that's something I've, I've had a meeting with a client, I've made some notes to file and, and sent them to them. I may print that out or make a couple of notes. And in these team meetings, I'm going to say, okay, hey, did somebody follow up with this person? Did we get the information we need? Did you send them the information I wanted you to send them kind of stuff? And it's an opportunity to, to catch up and somebody, oh, I didn't do that. I forgot. So it's a, it's a check and balance kind of thing. Also, they will say, hey, Gregson, you were supposed to do whatever. And uh, did you do it? So again, now somebody's going to say, well, you don't service your clients and this, we're going to stray into a little bit of a lane here, but it's it, it money-making activities. I don't, I don't talk to my clients much uh, during the year, except I have quarterly meetings with all of my important clients. Some I have monthly meetings and some every other month. That's where I go out and meet with them we talk about what's going on in their business. We talk about what's going on in the insurance industry. We talk about how do they like their insurance carrier. I ask them how we're doing. Are we running fast enough, jumping high enough? How is it going? I want to, I want a report card on us because I want to make sure that, that we renew this account. So that's where I 
my team will update information and I'll take out there. These are not, this is not a, a cup of coffee and a donut meeting. These are formal meetings. Uh, we review audits, we review claims experience, we review all that kind of stuff. And uh, those are important meetings. And that's what keeps me out of service. They know because I've told them when you have a claim, here's our claims department. When you have a certain request, the your Laura is going to do whoever you're there, there's a specific account exec on that on that account. Do you do you have any kind of review, or maybe this this is Friday, where if something does get missed, is is this a process of holding yourself accountable too, in the sense of okay, man, I had this non-negotiable, an emergency came up. So do you revisit that on Friday and then yes. go, okay, okay, this didn't happen. So now next week, this has got to happen or, or, you know, adjust accordingly. Well, I was working with a coach several years ago. And this was really not an insurance industry coach as much as she was just a business coach. And there's a deal called the cycle of a promise. And my now retired partner and I would, you know, you, you would come into somebody and say, Hey, Paul, or she would come into me and say, Rick, I need something from this this client of ours and, and you, you really, it's, it's in your area. You need to get that. And I need it this week. And I would say, okay. And then she would leave. Did you get it? No. So a promise is she would, we developed this and she'd say, okay, I need this. When can you get it for me? I can have it by Friday. Okay. She starts to leave and she turns around and said, is that a promise? Okay. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I don't know that I can have it by Friday. Well, when can you have it? I'll have it by Monday. Okay, fine. So Monday comes and I have it and everybody's happy. If I don't have it, I need to go in her office and say, I couldn't get it because the guy I needed it from is out of town. Okay. Did you learn when he's coming back from town? Yep. He'll be back Tuesday. When can you get the information for me? Wednesday. Is that a promise? So I need to renegotiate that. And then finally, the satisfaction comes from the circle of a promise is, and I'm doing this really quickly, the promise was fulfilled. But when you see, when you ask a producer or producers, when you ask a service person, I need this by a certain time, if you add the words, is that a promise, you will see a different reaction. Now, rather than spring that on them, it's a good idea to talk to them about, hey, Let's start using promises of things that we really need from each other, because a promise is a really important thing. We don't like to break our promises, and we don't like it when people break their promises to us. Sometimes it happens, and you need to proactively go in and say, I promised this information to you, and I didn't do it. I need to renegotiate this promise with you. That's good. That's very good. Yeah, it works. All right. I hope you grabbed hold of a lot of those nuggets of gold there as far as staying in your lane, owning your calendar, having your non-negotiables, as well as the proper way to delegate and keep your team on the same page. It is important to implement, implement, implement. Cannot stress that enough. So I encourage you, take what you've learned here today and go implement. If this resonated with you and you'd like to find out more and actually have access, a deeper level of access to the coaches, Check us out at thepreeminentproducer.com where we are dedicated to helping you on the pathway of success to becoming a preeminent producer, growing your book of business, and have a fulfilling career. Until next time, guys, we'll see you in the next episode of the Preeminent Producer Podcast.
Thanks so much for joining us on this episode of the Preeminent Producer Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to subscribe, rate, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. That helps others find the show, and we greatly appreciate it. Once again, thanks for joining us, and we'll catch you in the next episode of the Preeminent Producer Podcast.